0: This is a Rooster Teeth production. This is episode 35. We're on a four mic system today instead of a three mic system. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. We'll
0: we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Sorry. I'm I'm putting the hammer down. Okay. Last time we were at Givens Park after going to Palomino Coffee. We talked about the big bopper, talked about going to the hospital. Hello, baby. (laughs) We talked about Let It (laughs) Pro. We talked about panel music. So that was last episode, but now we're at uh, All Gimmicks Coffee and action.
1: It's good that you give us the... Oh, good morning, Gus. It's good that you give us those because what we talk about in an episode leaves my brain immediately and it's yeah. gone forever. Yeah, yeah. I maintain no, like, thematic tie to previous episodes as we go I, forward. It,
2: it, it's like that in general with the sit-down-and-talk podcasts. Like, uh, I'll do the receive podcast on Monday and I'll go home and my wife will say, oh, how's the podcast? What'd you talk about? And I'll just be like, I don't know. Have Have you ever kind of along those lines? Have you ever gone back? Because
1: you know, we've now been doing this. As a matter of fact, we were just discussing before the podcast started. It's we're almost at our twentieth anniversary for Rooster Teeth, the day job, and uh, I think it's in like two a uh, month and little less than a month. Fuck. Yep, you'll in get like there. Twenty six days or something. Uh, and through that course, we've made thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours of content. Uh, you've recorded. Your entire adult life, and uh, giving it away millions for f- of
2: hours of audio, f-
1: giving it away for free on the internet. Do you ever find yourself through a happenstance on YouTube or on a podcast platform, and you see a an RT podcast from 2009, thirteen 2013? I don't know if we were doing it 2009, so I we were, we were. <laughs> okay 2013, or like an old RT short or an immersion or like one of those old ass videos. Or for me, it'd be like an old Achievement Hunter video and watch it and go like, "Well, I recognize that. That's me." But I have no yeah. memory of who that dude have, is, or what we're doing, or this conversation, or that day, or that part of my life,
2: even. It, it happens all the time, and then as I'm watching it, I'll think of a joke, and then I'll say the joke on I camera, hate that. like, five seconds later. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's that, that's Sh- definitely me. So remarkably
1: consistent with our dumb <laughs> jokes. It's, I do the exact same thing. Speaking of dumb jokes,
2: we have a friend here with us uh, we invited Frank so Frank to be with us uh, on the podcast. Hello, Frank. Hello. Um, we, we, we've talked about Frank before. We've known Frank yeah. for, for many, many years.
1: Frank, you've been on the podcast a bunch. You just weren't
2: here to this hear it. It's your first time sitting yeah. on yeah. it. You know Hold is, it real I close just, to your mouth.
3: You know, what's funny is that um, pe- because I was on Heroes and Halfwits, you know, people know me from that, and they'll message me on Twitter uh, or sometimes Instagram and be like, hey, that was really funny, that thing they said about you on the
1: podcast. I'm like, what? What, <laughs> <laughs> what did <do> they say? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, Frank, it's been a minute since I've seen you, probably since the pandemic. You look great. You haven't oh. aged a day. Thank you. I swear to God, you still look 25. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, bathing in virgin blood is... I was going to
1: say, as, as comparison to Gus, who has aged three days for well,
2: every day since I, I met him. I think there's something to be said about Frank's ordering uh, food and drinks routine that maybe is keeping him young. You're always uh, keeping us on our toes and ordering something different. What the hell are you drinking, Frank? And that is true.
3: I'm Okay, so it's it's a dirty taro... Coffee What is taro? Like, taro is like a root vegetable. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's like somehow related to potatoes, I guess. Yeah. Um, in that family or something, genus, whatever. Potato pataro.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Pretty good. Really good.
3: Um <laughs> But so, but I am so the flavor is delicious. Uh, but I'm a little disappointed because in the pictures that people have posted for this place, there th- this drink is purple. And this drink is not purple. It's like a muddy
2: brown. We'll fix it in post.
0: It's Let's got it If you look real hard right where like oh. the foam meets the coffee, oh. there purple. is a
2: purple hue
0: to be yes. to be fair, our, our guys having a day. Dude, so we're at we're at this place called All Gimmicks Coffee. This place rules. It's, it's so inside awesome. it's inside of uh, Fairweather Cider Co, which is right across from Q2 Stadium where I park when I go to the Austin FC games. This guy just said, like, we've been open for five months. Me and my co owner just wanted to, like, try coffee because we're both coffee fans. He's like, it's working so far. Cool. He tried to do <laughs> latte art. He was fucking flying. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, usually I can do way better than this, man. It's like, oh, you've just been around this all day. He's a lot of coffee. <laughs> it.
1: It's got one of my favorite things in a bar/slash coffee shop, which is when they just project an old movie on the wall with yeah. no audio and you can sit there for five minutes trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh,. Mm. What did we determine it was? I, we, I think it's uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone movie. the movie. Twilight Zone the movie, yeah.
3: Oh, shit. I love that.
1: You want to go watch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's, this podcast. it's right on the other side of this wall. <laughs> See you
2: later. The little kid just wished his family away. So, um, Metric's a lot busier here than I remember it being. Yeah. This, uh, this, uh, a soccer street. fans. It's all uh, a lot of audio texture. There's a train in the background <laughs> and a yeah. million cars. This is great, uh, great podcast material. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like we said, we've known Frank forever, and I wanted to have Frank on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get do a quick plug and get it, get it, get it done, so I don't forget. Uh, Frank is a jack of all trades, and uh, one of the many things Frank does is uh, he wrote a comic uh, that's that's out now uh, called The West Moon Chronicles, and it's uh, like a three episode run or three issue run. It is, if I, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I got the first issue. Here it's on Scout Comics.
1: It is. Scout Comics. Good as fuck, too.
3: Thank you. I I won the uh, creative lottery, and I got paired up with this art team from Spain. Uh, The artist, colorist, and the letterer are all from Spain. Uh, Barcelona, I think, for two of them. But... um, they're amazing. I mean, as you can see, when you look through the art, um, I didn't draw any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it would look very different if I had. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was incredible. My editor uh, is, a, is a longtime uh, comic book writer and um, just been in the industry for a long time. And so after he read my script, he was like, I know exactly who needs to draw this for you. And I had no idea. This is my first foray into comics. And so... Uh, yeah, I was like, I trust your judgment, go for it. And he hooked me up with these folks, and um, it was like they could just, I mean, obviously I had a script, and they were going off of my script and all that, but it still felt like sometimes they were just reading my mind. And, like, the opening panel is something I've seen in my head for five years now, and he just captured it. And,
1: yeah, it was just, it's been awesome. That's, that's great. Sh- that's Thanks. wild, dude. Congratulations. So How now you? you're, you're a fucking published comic book author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is something I'm pretty sure Gus and I will never be able I mean, that's, to say. That's, that's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah.
2: We we had comics for a while.
1: Oh, RT Comics. Yeah, no, no, Yeah, but that's yeah. that's real. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no offense to no the offense RT to Comics; us. they were fantastic.
2: <laughs> so I was. Um, I've been thinking about. This, so this past weekend, I was trying to like, you know, I, I knew that we were going to have you on the podcast, Frank. So I was trying to like get back into the mindset of the late '90s, early 2000s. Frank and I used to live together for a while, and I was trying to like put myself back there so I was like listening to a lot of dismemberment plan and like (laughs) music I used to used to love a lot back then and I started thinking about the metropolis which was an apartment complex down in South Austin where Frank and I lived for a while and it made me think of a story involving Jeff and I uh at the metropolis I don't think we've we've ever told on this podcast one time uh the metropolis it was it's a weird apartment complex it's like it was a really rundown shitty apartment complex that they then painted into weird colors and then tried to sell it as like being Artistic and kitschy? It was it was
1: the first it was like the opening salvo of like hipsterism mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. it was a defined thing as it was kind of starting to happen. It was like the first moment uh I would say in Austin in the nineties where they took like kind of a ramshackle place and tried to hip it up yeah. and turn it into this like scene. And they did too. Yeah. Like it was the, the it was a popular
2: place to be. And I really wanted to live there because they had like high speed wired internet in every uh, every unit. Uh, <laughs> it was the shittiest phone company, the shittiest data company ever <laughs> that managed all that. We talked I've talked about that before, how we could hear our neighbors selling drugs <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you guys live there together? I think we lived there like a year, about a year. Yeah, man, we packed a, a lot into that year. Yeah, yeah. But I remember. So the whole complex was gated, and you have to like <laughs> either know the code, uh, you have to know the code to get in. Jeff already knows this story.
3: <laughs> oh, I think I know this story too now.
2: So yeah, there was a like the main gate was off of uh, Pleasant Valley. <laughs> yes. And uh, I remember one time Jeff and I were going to... I don't know what we were doing. We were going to play video games or something.
1: <laughs> and we, were in, we were coming in from lunch Yeah, play, We were yeah, going to play Puzzle Fighter.
2: We were on our lunch break from the call center. We were going to play video games. And we pull up to the gate, and there was another car in front of us. And uh, the, the so we were just waiting, and we were just sitting in my car. I was driving, and we were just kind of talking to each other. And then after a while, we realized... This car still, hasn't, <gasps> the gate hasn't opened for them. They still haven't gone in. And the dude's, like, got his arm out, and he's, like, trying different codes or whatever, and it's not working. And I guess he decides to give up, and he decides to, like, bust a Yui around the, the call box <laughs> by the gate, but it's really tight. Instead of asking us to back up, which yeah. he could have done. <laughs> he or, could or have just uh, asked you to back up. We could also have gone out and opened the gate for him, but we were... We were in a conversation. We were not paying attention. And so he starts trying to do this U-turn, and to protect the call box, there's those, like, immovable cement posts around it. Yeah. And the dude tries to bust that U-E and just wraps his car (laughs) around those cement posts. Like, in slow motion. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like he was going fast. It's like one mile an hour (laughs) down the entire left side of his car and then backs up, does it again, and then goes forward and does it
1: again. It's like one of those moves where... Like, every every move he makes makes it worse. Yeah, it's just,
2: like, getting worse and worse. And then at that point, we start paying attention because it's so loud. And then he rolls down the window very angrily and just shouts at us, Can you just open the fucking gate?
3: <laughs> Gus is not...
1: <laughs> Gus, it is not an overstatement. To say that he destroyed the entire driver's side of his car oh from God. bumper to bumper. Yeah, it was just was that, it was
2: just destroyed, like all bent accordioned in, Accordioned and scraped. And oh, yeah. scraped. <laughs> I don't know that he would have been able to open that driver's side door again. There's like it was no so fucked up it and bent was so in. So fucked
1: up. <laughs> it just getting worse. And Gus and I. We're just laughing in his face <laughs> the whole time.
0: We're just we were, sitting there, Gus's car,
1: pointing and laughing. We were not good people. Oh,
0: my God. And it's just... Oh,
2: man.
3: I, I remember I, coming home that day, and you guys were still <laughs> laughing
2: about it. Frank, it's been 25 years, and we're still and laughing still about laughing. it.
1: I can see it like it was yesterday. Oh, <laughs> Entire car was dead. Oh, <laughs> oh he forgot his code.
2: Oh, who, yeah, who knows what the fucking deal
1: was? Oh, man, those, those codes are no joke. Can I tell you guys a brief story that happened to me over oh, yeah, the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, uh, on, I think it was Friday, I, uh, I had a bunch of, I was cleaning out my closet, you know, trying to spring clean, trying to be a not a scumbag. Tis the season. <laughs> and so I had a bunch of, uh, like, I I donate all the old like achievement hunter and teeth shit they give me, but any of the like the specific Jeff merchandise I hold on to because mm-hmm. I figure nobody else is going to maintain a record of this and it's me, so I might as well. Uh, and so I like when I get too many of those, I just throw them in a trash bag and I just take them. I dump them in the storage unit that yeah. you hate that I have, yeah. but I have, and you're just going to have to continue to live with the fact that I need a storage unit uh brief pause do you have a storage unit frank i do i do i want to get in that in a minute okay Okay. sorry (laughs) he does not like storage units uh and so i went to the storage unit which i've been to a million times and i just follow a car in and the storage unit's gated Mm -hmm. on both sides like a left side and a right side there's a left side's a gate in the right side's only gate out but you don't even go over that side you just you just gate in and gate out on the left side okay so i go in and then i I park, and I get out, and I grab all the bags of shit that I'm taking in, and I walk up to the code, and I go to punch it in, and I realize I have forgotten the code that I've entered in one million times. And I'm like, fuck, I can't get in the building. And I'm like, well, I'll text Emily. But texting Emily is dicey because Emily is... Uh, I don't know if you've ever met my my fiancée. I I I have not. We'll have to fix that. Uh, She owns a hair salon, and so she's a stylist. And so when she's at work, she's like cutting somebody's hair for two hours at a time sometimes. So there's no way to get in touch with her. So I text her thinking it's probably futile. And I'm like, well, I guess I just go home and do this later. But you need a code to get out of the building. Really? Yeah, you need a code to get out of the parking lot. So I, I can't leave. I'm just fucking physically trapped. And so I sat there for almost a half an hour... Before she eventually gives me the code, and then I'm like, "Oh fuck, finally!" So I can go back. So I go in, and so I go in, and then the elevator's broken. And so I have to go across the building. There's like a door. You need, you need a code to go, like to get into the into the elevator room, and then to go into the first floor, you need another code. Okay. Right. And there's a code per floor. I'm on the up uh, above. I'm on a higher floor. Uh, and so how many floors are there? There are three. Okay. I'm on the third floor. Okay not trying trying to dox my storage unit. No, 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 uh, you said a higher floor, and I was
2: picturing like a fucking skyscraper. No, no, I'm on
1: the third floor. So I go into the elevator room, and the elevator's broken. They're like, sorry, use the the other elevator, and they have that door open. So I go in, and I have to go across the whole place to the other elevator, go up, do my business, come back down, try to go back through the building, and that door is now, the other elevator door is shut. I can't get back into the building, so I have to walk all the way oh around the entire God. fucking building with the stuff that I grabbed from the storage unit to get into my car to leave. I was in the storage unit for almost an hour to just drop off some
2: t-shirts because I forgot four numbers. Uh, do you want to say what your code is right now on the podcast? That way we have it for <laughs> <Yeah>. posterity's sake. <laughs> um, how, long, how big is your storage unit, Frank? Oh, sorry, sorry. Are you still going? No. Okay. Are You still going? I thought that was it. Is there more to
0: your dipshit story, or what's no,
2: up, dipshit, dipshit? Dipshit out. How big of a storage unit do you have, Frank?
3: Uh, I have. So I actually have two now. I have a five by Shoot. ten and a ten by ten. Okay, but wait, but all right, I don't why? know why. Okay, here's why.
1: Here's why. I have a very good reason. Um, I'm dying to hear this. I- you don't have to justify anything to this motherfucker. <laughs> first of all, here's here's why. Here's why. Because it's because. It's a goddamn free country, and it's America. That's why. He can have 50 storage units if he wants to. That's right. That's freedom. Bendejo. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Also, you're um, super Korean. <laughs> I, I am totally
3: Korean. Um, <laughs> Although, I do feel like an honorary uh, Mexican sometimes around uh, Gus and our mutual friend Ruben. Well, you uh, also grew up
1: in a border town. And I grew you know? up in a
3: border town, yeah. which is yeah. how I met them. Um, but I, here's why I have two storage and it's, it's because during—we were talking about this, mentioning it briefly before the podcast, but during the 2021 snow apocalypse in Austin, uh, my house got flooded. Mm-hmm. It was one of the ones that got flooded and lost power, and all this crazy stuff happened, and my—there uh, was a whole— crazy thing with my roommates too so long story short is that I had to move out of my place very quickly uh, and, and I had I, I'm I was broke I'm still broke um, <laughs> <laughs> I no, I like I, where I live right now is only through the largesse of a friend of mine I'm living rent free right now uh, because I can't afford to live anywhere else so um, but I can't it's afford to million two, dollar
2: vocabulary <laughs> right. but uh, largesse wow love it yeah, that's just deserve, that. deserve credit this guys a writer yeah he is <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I I, the, I can only afford two storage units right now, and I have all this stuff that I've accumulated from sixteen years of living at that house that you guys have been yeah. over many times, and so um, yeah, I,
2: I had to put it somewhere. Why, why two? Why not just one bigger one? Because okay,
3: so <laughs> here, well. <laughs> There's a whole thing. So, at, like, it's always a whole thing. There's a <laughs> right, right after the snow apocalypse, I was able to move some of my stuff to a different house uh, of a different friend, and I was there for a little while. And so, uh, at, at that time, I only needed the ten by ten, and I thought that was plenty of room. And then that other place, I had to move out of that other place, but I still was too broke to afford a, an apartment or whatever. So then I, I had to get a five by ten space, and that's when I shoved everything in there. So that's where things are now. Are I mean, they at
2: dif- Are they at the same storage complex, or are they at different places across yeah, town? Sa- okay. same
3: complex, but like kind of like. Too uh, almost diametrically opposed inside that. So it'd complex. be like walking
2: from one broken elevator to the other. Exactly,
3: elevator. it's very annoying. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so you, you can sympathize.
3: I, I can, yeah. And I don't have to punch in a code every single time, but God I do have damn, to. Damn, dude. Like like that my that place I'm using, um, they'll let me out if I if my motorcycle sets off the weight sensor. Mm-mm. But to do the to do the weight sensor, I have to like gun my engine and then come to a screeching stop right before the gate. <laughs> Otherwise, that <laughs> sensor doesn't detect my bike and it won't open. So it's always like playing chicken with the gate to open it. <laughs> One day, you're I, I
2: hope you have good brakes.
3: I, <laughs> I do now. I do now. I got my brakes replaced like three months ago. So
0: <laughs>
1: after the last gate
3: incident.
2: <laughs>
0: Jesus.
2: Uh, are those good reasons to have um, a storage unit? Frank's reasons make a lot more sense than uh, than Jeff's reasons. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll let it slide with Frank. Uh, Whew. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're okay. You're absolved. Okay.
1: Uh, what the fuck uh. am I supposed to do <laughs> with all the stuff? It's
2: too much stuff. Um, yeah. So Frank uh, and I grew up out on the border. You lived there for like four or five years, five? yeah, all of high school. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, I, I've talked every now and then a little bit about growing up in a border town and how strange it is. Like, it was a. It was a pretty small town. I think people from small towns don't say it was a small town, but it's like pre-internet that was like Ugh. you were in the middle of nowhere you know mm-hmm. the closest big city was san antonio that was like two and a half hours away you may as well have been on the fucking moon how, in 1994. how far from brownsville were you guys oh far Brownsville oh, yeah. would have been like seven or eight hours yeah away. okay it's did you
1: see this? a bunch of americans just got kidnapped in, in matamoros oh they're oh, on a day trip from brownsville it's happened over the weekend eight americans just got like picked up and thrown into vans i did not hear that whisked no. away it was on the news when I was driving over. Oh, oh. damn. It's a
0: really different step for this podcast, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that You know, but that's the thing about growing up on the border in the 90s, early 90s at that, too, uh, is that it wasn't that dangerous at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was before all those cartel wars and everything. Um, yeah, we would cross over, sometimes on foot, and, like, just go to Mexico. And the thing to do there was... You go drinking if you're a high school kid, because yeah. there's no legal drinking to age, really. Frank,
2: nothing makes me feel older than telling people, yeah, we used to walk across the International Bridge with no passport, and it was a quarter to cross into Mexico, <laughs> and it was a dime to cross back into the United States. <laughs> and it was like, you just had to have a couple of coins in your pocket yep. and be able to say you were an American citizen. Exactly. And that was it. Yeah, no. Don't mention that your dad's Gustavo Soros Sr. <laughs> the Junior. Junior, sorry. Um... Yeah, it's wild uh, how different it is. When's the last time you were back in Mexico, Frank? In Mexico? Yeah,
3: Uh, it was two thousand nine, I think. Mm. In in like central Mexico, I went with some friends on a road trip to Monterey and uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday because we were all like orphans, so you know we didn't have to do that with our families. Um, So yeah, we went and partied in Monterey, which was awesome because it was me and two other Asian guys, and uh, we were, like, rock stars just because we were Asian. Like, we rolled up into these nightclubs in downtown Monterey, and we were the only Asian people probably that people had ever seen in person. And so they were buying us drinks, and I don't drink, of course. I would just give them away. But, like, my friends were getting drunk, and then... uh, I mean, it was very flattering, but like you know, females would walk up to us and just start chatting us up in Spanish, and I knew even less Spanish then than I do now, <laughs> and so I would just be like, "Yes, yes, mm. and it, whatever you say, sure, see, <laughs>
2: well, yeah." It's it, it's funny you say that because uh, Monterey has a huge Kia factory now. Oh. I wonder if they thought you were like Korean executives scouting <laughs> out <laughs> oh. the city for a potential factory. <laughs> I went, <laughs> I went there for a friend's wedding a few years ago, to Monterey, and uh, uh, I was there with my wife, uh, who's Korean American as well, and we were uh, shopping like in a mall, and uh, like my wife was like looking around at a store, and I was translating for her between the shopkeeper and her, like telling her what the shopkeeper was saying, and like just being a go-between, and then after a few minutes of this, the shopkeeper looks at me and, and, and in Spanish tells me, "Your Spanish is really good for a Korean." And I just paused for a second, I was like, oh, thank you, okay. Okay." You didn't tell me? This is is going to be a long story.
3: So Gus has a history of being mistaken for Korean and or just generally Asian, East Asian, um, which is hilarious to me because if anyone has hung out with a lot of East Asians, they know that East Asians cannot grow facial hair like (laughs) Gus can. (laughs) So that right there should be a dead giveaway. Yeah, that's a disqualifier. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, we've told lots of funny stories about people uh, uh, misidentifying Gus in the past. Uh, When I first met him, I thought he was, like, the skinniest Samoan dude. (laughs) Samoan? I really did. Wow.
0: (laughs) You think his name was Gus (laughs) Tuyaasasopo?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was just Gus, and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, I think, and he had a shaved Uh, head, and he was just, like, a tall, skinny
2: kid, I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I used to uh, shave my head all the time just because I didn't want to... (laughs) I was so, I don't know, I was so lazy, I didn't want, like, the hassle of dealing with hair. It's easier just to shave it than to like be like, uh, if gonna tell if I didn't shower today. He <laughs> had he had such strong hair that we used to when we worked
1: at the tech support company, we would drop screws on the top of his head and he wouldn't know, and they would just
2: float on the top of his hair. It was like a uh, computer PC case screws. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would
1: see like he'd stand up and like four screws would drop.
2: <laughs> it's thinned out a bit since those days. I think I'd be able to tell now if you dropped a case screw uh, in my hair.
1: I think I remember when the first times
3: you shaved your head in Eagle Pass because uh, my bro- my younger brother Richard uh, shooter?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they that. were all thinking, right?
3: <laughs> you know what, though? Eagle Pass might be the worst place for that, though, because so many people own guns there. Yeah. It would be crazy. But, um, Do you remember we had a school
2: shooting? Oh, that's right. Yeah. A, a girl showed up with a gun, tried to shoot another girl. They got into a fight. The gun went off, and like she shot the ceiling, and yeah. I think the only punishment was they took her gun away. Yeah, I don't know it, was was re- yeah, it was something yeah. like, ridiculous. I don't know if there was much
3: more punishment than that. We, I, we went to school in the Old West, <laughs> basically.
1: I, I, yeah. That's the 90s. I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast, so I won't go deep into it. But there was a school shooting when I was in the 11th grade. A dude brought a, school, uh, brought a gun to school and shot a kid in the hallway in the thigh, and he got suspended. <laughs> wow. He didn't lose. Like, he still went to that school a yeah. year later. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, Eagle
3: Pass, I mean, I think just the 90s in 90s. general, like, yeah, it was just yeah, weird time. like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I remember when you, uh, one of the first times at least, that you shaved your head, because Richard had come over, like, you were at our house or something. Richard is your brother. My yeah. brother, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, can we bleep that out so yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. not... Hey, I was wondering, you were like, oh, okay. No, I don't, I don't care. He won't <laughs> he don't care. Um, but he, he was like, we were, I think we were all... Do you want that bleeped or not, just for the editor? I don't care. No, okay, you, okay, you can okay, leave okay. it in. Yeah, leave, leave it in. It in. Leave it in. Right. Um, <laughs> he knows he's my brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think we were just amazed and like he he couldn't help but like reach over and start touching your scalp. Do you yeah, remember, yeah, that? Yeah, like, I do yeah. remember that? Like, yeah. And then like and then you started like this was like before it was a thing, but you were like blissing out to the, you know, it was like the ASMR yeah, video yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah, you were just like I was oh, like a cat. Like I I
2: yeah, understood, I understood <laughs> it. <laughs> So, uh,
1: Frankie, you're the second guest I think we've had on this podcast. Yeah. Woo-hoo! And uh, in, the, in the 35 episodes we've done it. And uh, obviously one of our oldest and dearest friends, but I'm oh, excited to have you on, uh, not only for that, but because you know early Gus mm-hmm. in a way that none of us do, in a way that I certainly don't. We've we known each other what, about 30 years now? Tell us what high school Ooh. Gus was like. Ooh. Share some embarrassing <laughs> stories about Gus being a loser and unlikable.
2: <laughs>
0: Jesus. Tell us about well, all those you, times you just, that,
2: that the world just shit on young you, Gus. You just have to say, tell us stories about Gus. All of that <laughs> other stuff is implied. Right, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, we were we were part of the Losers Club, because I remember, Well, uh, and, and by we, I also include our friend Ruben. Um, he
2: had other friends, too, though.
3: He did.
1: He was actually more popular <laughs> yeah. than either one of us. Yeah. Yeah. He was our friend on Wednesdays. <laughs> when his other friends had band practice. No, no, but, no he was in band. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. He was
3: in band, and he was popular in band and no like yeah so <laughs> he, he knew all the cool kids we were just the hangers on
2: um but i one
3: kids <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big a, thing it's a big
2: thing over like there football's yeah. big in south texas the band accompany company anyway
3: yeah um, so, so, but I, I remember uh, we were like juniors, I think, and we were on a, we were going to Asteroold in Houston back when Asteroold was still in existence. We went to
2: Asteroold in high school. Yes. Okay. Come.
3: Yeah. Oh wow, you don't remember no, this? No, I at don't all. remember this at all. Oh man. So the school they didn't they didn't rent like the big school buses to take us there. They, they had vans, and there was a whole fleet of vans. Oh. That they, yeah. Yes, I and do so, remember this stuff. Right. So we were in the parking lot and early, like <laughs> six in the morning, because you know it takes us forever to get to Houston from Eagle Pass. It's on the other side of the state. And so, um, they, they were like, all right, (laughs) like pick the van that you want to ride in. And so there was a group of girls that were, uh, like started walking towards one of the vans. And we were, we decided to walk towards that van as well as me, Gus and Ruben. And when the girls saw that we were heading towards that van, they just turned around and
2: walked to a completely different van.
1: Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And we had the van ourselves.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty. What typical. was it like so, taking the van with all the teachers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a story about
1: I, that. I
0: remember too.
2: Once, actually. <laughs> I remember once. I must have been our. Incredible. It was our senior year. Uh, I, I think by that point we were very fed up with uh with school down there. Um, in, with school in general. I remember you and I were at the computer lab. We were playing video games, and it was like before school started. And first period we had English. And we were like, the that. bell was you know, about to ring. And we were like, should we go to English today? Like, I don't know. I guess we should. The bell rang, and we were late. So we started walking over to English class. And I remember we both, like, looked in the window. And our English teacher was drawing, like, a triangle on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And we were like, nah, we don't need to know yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, turned around and left. <laughs>
1: We're <laughs> like, nah, we're, we're good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I don't know what that triangle is. <laughs> did, when you guys were growing up, did you get any sense that Gus was gonna, was meant for better, or like, great things? Like, that he would be this huge success?
2: So That I, same English teacher talked shit about me, I don't know if you know this. Oh, I do,
3: and, and, and you <laughs> completely destroyed her false argument about an English trope or theme or whatever. She, but yeah.
2: she, she told my parents that I was going to be a burnout loser. Uh, and that I was going to waste all my potential in my life because I had no focus and uh, I couldn't uh, couldn't accomplish anything. Uh, yeah, teachers so we, we did, didn't believe. We in did not you. get along. No, 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 they did not buy my bullshit.
3: Yeah, uh, I I I felt like Gus would. Okay, so I felt like Gus would become successful in life, but not doing something like this. Yeah, I, I thought he would grow up to be a rocket scientist or like a doctor or something. Yeah, like, he did not have that smarts.
2: <laughs> I thought I did at the time. But I did, yeah, I did but not. at the time, yeah. you know,
3: I mean. The, the, in the context of being an Eagle Pass, I mean, I, I when I met him, I thought, oh, this guy is so smart. Um, but actually, I also thought you were. I, I did recognize that you knew a lot more about pop culture than I did, because uh, mm. the first time I ever came over to Gus's house, his sister was playing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on repeat on a, stereo- on a record player, like a single, and, um, and I, I, didn't, I hadn't heard of it, but I didn't know anything about the band or the song, Or at the time it was because uh, Wayne's, Wayne's World had come yeah. out, and it was popular again, and, so, and Gus was explaining it to me, and I was like, oh, oh that's cool. So, yeah, I just kind of. He was
1: like, take a ride, have a seat on the
2: Gus bus, and let me tell you all. I I remember one time you came over to my house. um, uh, I had a Super Nintendo, so it was was around that time. I rented Super Contra. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. And we were playing Super Contra uh, in my room. I had like a little 13 inch RCA TV. (laughs) And we were playing Super Contra, and like you and I were playing, and your brother was there as well. And I wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. And then at one point, uh, your brother we like we're real you and I really focused on the game your brother is just like hey do you have any band-aids and I was <laughs> like <laughs> and I, like without turning around I was like yeah yeah in the, the hallway bathroom <laughs> under the sink. <laughs> and then you and I are still playing Super Contra. Your brother leaves the room and then comes back. And his hand is like, there's just blood running down. His head. <laughs> like his, like, it looks like Carrie. Like his yeah. whole left arm is just covered in blood. It's like, what happened to you? And I used to hunt a lot back then. I had like a knife for skinning deer that was really sharp. And he was messing with it. And he had just cl- closed it across yeah. all of his knuckles uh. on his hand. And it had just sliced all of them open. Uh. And his, his his question was, "Can I have a bad day?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: that that's the thing about Richard, though. He he is extraordinarily tough. Yeah, he like, did
2: not make a sound. Yeah, any, yeah. He he's
3: like, I know some uh, on in my dad's side of the family. There are like some very old school Korean dudes that went through the Korean War. The way older, my grandfather's generation suffered through the Japanese occupation their whole lives, uh, the young adult lives, and so. They just knew suffering, and like Richard yeah. inherited that. <laughs> I wish I had more of that, actually. But like, he could just take physical punishment. Like, we would be in sparring in taekwondo class, and he could just take hits. Like, that would make me cry. And like, yeah. So when, I'm not surprised
1: that he did that. When I was in the army, uh, you know, we cross trained with militaries from all over the world, and it was well known and established that the Rock Army, the, the Republic of Korean Army were the toughest dudes on earth. Mm. Like, you did not fuck with those guys. If right. you trained with them, you were lucky to get to train with them and just hold on and do your best because they are just going to smoke you. <laughs> yeah. And just, just be prepared. They were, like, the toughest dudes. I, I, I assume it's still the same. You know, this is... The '90s, yeah. When I was in the military, but like it was like universally accepted that Korean soldiers are the toughest dudes on earth.
3: Yeah, and I I think now from what I've seen just on like YouTube and stuff, I haven't been to Korea in decades now, but um on it seems like not only do they still have this insane conditioning regimen, but because the diet has gotten better, they're bigger now.
1: So yeah. they're like European sized people now who are like super tough. Have you watched that show Physical 100 on no. Netflix? Oh, Frank, you would love it. Uh, it's a- it's a Korean show, I believe, and they take, like, a hundred of the most physically fit people in Korea and, I guess, Japan. And there's, a, there's a, like, an American dude in there who plays baseball and stuff. Different body styles, but it's, like, a cross trainer, a guy who's, like, an ice climber, uh, a guy who owns a car dealership, a guy who's an Olympian, uh, a lot of Olympians. And they put them together, and they just do f- – it's almost like Squid Game, but it's – without murder, it's just physical pass. <laughs> like, they have a hundred people just, like, hang above a pit, and just then and it's, like, the last five that – are still standing, or still hanging, get to continue on, that kind of thing. And they just whittle it down from a hundred, like, insanely in-shape physical specimens down to, like, the single, like, most badass person.
3: Wow. Yeah, it's an awesome I, show. Man, yeah, that sounds really cool. It reminds me, actually, of my grandfather. Uh, my uh, My paternal grandfather grew up with my, my family for most of my childhood, and... Um, he was uh, six feet tall. He was like insanely tall for a Korean guy of that generation, especially, uh, and he was super tough. Like. He must have been in his 60s when I was really young. And I remember this incident. I think I've told you about I was, this. I was wondering if you were going to tell this yeah. story. <laughs> this is the 80s. Um, but he was. we were living in Houston at the time. And I don't even remember why <laughs> he did this. It, there, I'm sure there was some reason for it. But we were in our backyard. And he just picked up a broomstick with, like, those long wooden handles and just hurls it like a javelin across the length of our backyard, which is pretty long. And, you know a broomstick handle has a rounded tip. Yeah, yeah. That thing embedded into the dirt and like stuck there like quivering after he hurled it. And I like I, I just remember even as a little kid I was like how on earth did he do that? Yeah. Like that is insane strength but, and coordination and balance like but yeah, he was he he would tell us stories about like him and his ROK uh, army buddies would just go swimming in the Han River. For hours, just yeah. swimming up and like going against the current and everything. And like, but yeah, he was that like, seems Yeah, impossible. That's what we do. I know. Yeah, well, especially now because like you would die from chemical poisoning yeah. probably if you <laughs> swam Did, in that. But didn't you
2: fuck him up with a belt once? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> elder <laughs> abuse. <laughs> uh, but I,
3: I learned a valuable lesson about self defense out of this whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I. I I don't even, I was such a terrible grandson, um, uh, so yeah, what I was like, my, my grandfather loved cowboy culture, so one of the first things he did when he came to Houston was he bought a pair of cowboy boots, a hat, um, big belt buckle, and like, he would go riding horses around ranches and stuff, even though we were living in the city, but um, he loved that stuff, so anyway, he would dress me up as a cowboy too when I was like all of five or six years old, and he, uh, I was dressed up as a cowboy one night, just horsing around in the house, and I took off my cowboy belt with the big metal buckle with the giant hook that hooks into the belt hole, and um, I was swinging it around. <laughs> like a lasso. Like a lasso, um, <laughs> holding it by the leather end, so the buckle was swinging in these huge arcs, and my grandfather happened to walk in just as I swung it, just at the perfect moment to where the hook caught in his gums. Oh! His lower gums. And, oh and then, and, no! and then, I, being the helpful <laughs> little lad that I was, I decided, oh, the way to fix this is to pull. So I'm pulling, I'm, I'm basically fishing my oh grandfather. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And he's going, Argh! he's like yelling at me in Korean to stop. And my dad heard from the other room and ran in and, like, <laughs> yanked the belt buckle out of my uh, hand, finally, and, uh, you know, and unhooked
2: him. Oh, um, to- <laughs> then he held him up and they took a photo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was this He was big. this big. <laughs>
3: uh, but uh, that... I will say the one positive thing that I, I of course, got a whooping, because that's that's what <laughs> did they Did they use the do. same yeah, belt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. That would have been fitting. <laughs> but I did learn a valuable lesson, which I later con- got confirmed by a uh, one of my martial arts teachers, is that a belt is an awesome self-defense weapon. If someone's coming at you with another weapon, Probably not necessarily a gun, but like if they have a knife, like a belt is one of the best things to use to defend yourself against that. Hmm. Um, yeah, because you can swing it, you can use it to like catch their hand and dis- disable their weapon and all this stuff. Um, but as a kid, I learned that I was like that was you know after the whooping and everything, I was like that was still kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> so
2: go ahead. Guys. I'm sure you're gonna say you're gonna say the same thing I was. So speaking of uh, self defense, you're a pretty Accomplished when it comes to like self-defense and uh, taekwondo know. and martial arts in general. Exactly what I was going to say. Uh, have you killed anyone recently?
1: Not recently. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have you I, had to I, fight? I... Have you been in a fight? In a, how long was the last time you got a fight? <laughs>
3: The the last real street fight was probably the bank fight. The, the Bank, bank fight. of America. We were very fight. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys have told that story. No, no, <laughs> no that's your
2: story. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I could tell that. It, that's that's like an early 2000s Austin story. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and 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 I and and it kind of ties into uh, when I guess you were living with Jeff and I went over to the house at that point and you you noticed it. You were one of the only people that noticed I had a bruise even on my face. <laughs> and, and I'm still astonished by that because inside that house, uh, can I say that? Where you I can't say to, where okay, it was. Okay, no, never mind. <laughs> leave that out. Sure. Leave that out. But that house, um, it, it would be like dark. I remember during the daytime if you didn't have the lights on inside. Because but, we painted it black yeah. on the inside. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Jesus. And so, like, I remember sitting on the couch in the living room. You, were, you weren't even on the same couch with me. You were on a different couch, but still, through the gloom, you could see I had a bruise on my face. I was, like, I'm still amazed at that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, uh, that was the last fight. I, I was in a car with my friend, and we were waiting in line to go through the drive-through of a Bank of America so I can make a deposit, and I had to make it very quickly because I was trying to go buy a a car that afternoon, Um, and I needed exactly $200 to buy this really old and crappy Saturn, uh, but I needed transportation, and I had to get to the bank and then get to the dealership before they closed. So we're sitting in line, and the car in front of us is just taking forever. I I don't know why they took that long. It it was a simple deposit, I assume. But anyway, I got so mad that I, I think I yelled at them, and then I honked my friend's horn. I wasn't driving. But <laughs> you I reached over and started. I think I yeah, <laughs> but I definitely yelled at them through the window of the passenger seat, and uh, they didn't like that. So then they they very deliberately moved slowly, reaching their hand out very slowly to grab the uh, pneumatic tube and put their money in and all that, and that incensed me even more. So. I waited until um, they started pulling out of the line finally, and I grabbed like a can of Pepsi or something from my friend's center console and (laughs) hurled it at the car. You're a nightmare freak.
1: God damn it, (laughs) That's awesome.
3: Um, I was out of control at that point in my life, uh, <laughs> but then that missed because they were too far ahead. So we pull up to the uh, the tube, and I, I put my money or my check or whatever it was in the tube, sent it in, and started the deposit process. And then I looked over to my right, and out of the passenger window, I could see that that car that had been in front of us had to pull a UE to get to the main street, but it was like right. Nearby, it was like 10 yards away or something. So I was like, I looked at my friend and I said, uh, Wait right here. And I grabbed a water bottle oh and I hopped out of the passenger seat and ran over, like, hopped over the fence and then went up to their car. And luckily, the, his passenger side was open, <laughs> the window was open. So I just uncorked the, uh, unscrewed the bottle and poured water all over his lap. <laughs> um, and then tossed the bottle into the car and walked away. Uh, and then he, he didn't like that. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) he got out of the car. He's like, I take exception to that. Yeah. The Pepsi was okay. (laughs) The water, not so much. So yeah, he, uh, he, he got out of the car and charged after me and I saw him coming. So I was like, you know, with my training, I was like, I'm just going to sidestep. I'll do an L step and then I'll, I'll hit him. I'll counter. Um, well, I, I sidestepped, but the grass was wet, and so I slipped and I fell. And um, this is something, this is actually a, a, a teachable moment for me as a martial artist, because... It's a teachable moment for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it really I is.
1: think, the, 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 my fear is that you're learning the wrong lesson. <laughs> You you learn
3: what you can out of any situation, Um, but in martial arts uh, training in a dojo or a school is great. You should definitely do that, but you should also train in real life situations because like at the the, bank, (laughs) like at the bank, exactly because you never know when there are uh, environmental factors that can affect you. So like wet grass, you know. So I fell and I was immediately kind of starting to panic, and he was looming over me, trying to get on top of me and pummel me, and so. uh, that's when the training kicked in as well, where I was like, oh, okay, I need to do, like, low leg kicks and get them off of me, and I did scurry up, and then, yeah, we started circling each other and fighting. Uh, at one point, he, he threw a punch, but I saw it coming, so it landed on my jaw, um, but it didn't knock me out. He, he actually... It was kind of weak, I guess. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that hard of a hit. But I also saw it coming, so I could kind of mentally prepare. It didn't catch me off guard. Um, and then finally, he charged me again. But this time, I was able to l-step away and then hit him with a back fist to the temple. And boom, he went down. And at that point, um, his his girlfriend, who was the dri- who was driving the car came out she's screaming at him about how he's violating his parole and he's gonna get sent back (laughs) so so she actually like the dude was heavy he wasn't necessarily strong but he was like overweight and but she managed to manhandle him up because he's punch drunk so he can't really stand on his own legs um but she manhandles him up and like drags him back to the car and and just peels away um yeah so do you
2: want me to this is a weird story to me uh, for many reasons frank Mm -hmm. The primary one being that you're normally such a laid back, easygoing person. <laughs> Probably the most laid back dude we know. Maybe. And yeah. I can't imagine you getting that upset about someone being slow at a bank. <laughs> well, there's just a the right I, set of circumstances for well, you. I, I, it's like I was, falling down, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see my daughter. Uh <laughs>
3: No, I well it, I was I was stressed out I, I I needed to I needed a car I don't remember exactly why but there was a very good reason why I needed a car that afternoon um, and and yeah and then plus you know just being broke is stressful yeah and, you know yeah there's that whole thing um, Oh and then my friend who's giving me the ride, he also had to leave. So if I didn't get to the dealership, he mm. literally would have had to like yeah. drop me off somewhere, and I would have had to take a cab or a bus or something. Yeah, so there, there, there was that. Um, I think now, if, uh, if I was still in that situation, I would have handled it differently,
1: though. You wouldn't have slipped.
3: <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you Had better footing. more attention to the
1: environment. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Learn those lessons.
0: <laughs> I, I do
3: think a lot. I mean, ever since that moment, though, when even when I would just go back to like, sparring class, like, I would think about footing so much. And, and it really, I mean, in a weird way, it did make me a better martial artist. So, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, we are <laughs> getting on to yeah. close to the 50-minute mark. Oh. Wow. Uh, we should wow. talk about uh, All Gimmicks Coffee. Uh, We all had Americanos today. Except for Frank. (laughs) That's right. Frank had the The taro drink. It's almost purple. It's almost purple. It's (laughs) purple from this angle. It is a very small coffee thing inside of a a cider company over by Q2 Stadium. This was a cool little spot run by one dude. It's on
1: Metric and Denton.
0: Yeah. And it's a, um, you would never know because there's no signage that says there's coffee in here. It is, in fact, a cider company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They also have karaoke inside. And it is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening here. How would you rate your coffee? So that's what I was going to say. You and I typically, I always get a drip. You always get an iced coffee.
2: Yeah. You get the Americano. Americano. What do you think of this, this Americano? This is one of my favorite Americanos that we've it had is. out of all the places we've been. This is excellent. This iced Americano right here uh-huh. is a 10. Wow! Yeah, yeah this is uh, phenomenal.
1: This
0: was definitely... As an Americano, it was a good pull. It wasn't too, too strong. Serving a hot drink in a glass this is, yeah. is truly Wild. insane. I, I yeah. burned off my
2: fingerprints yeah. carrying this out to the table. But
0: I do think this is them being, oh, we started like five months ago. We just decided to do this inside we'll of this other out. thing we own. So... We'll just use the bar stuff. Uh, so that's what this is. Uh, what did you think of your drink, Frank? I've for never, not being purple. Right. For not
3: being purple, I'm going to deduct one point. But okay. uh, And I have no context for any other Dirty Taro coffee drinks. <laughs> but I will say this is an eight. Wow.
2: Okay. Uh, very yes. nice.
3: Are you this a big is, coffee
2: drinker?
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. This has got to be one of the highest reviewed coffee shops com- we've been to.
2: I want to come back here. I, I don't know if I've ever I said too. that in Nuh-uh. any other episode. I, I
0: definitely think I would recommend this. If you're on the north side of Austin and you're... I guess if you need to sober up after an afternoon game at Q2, come on over to Fairweather Cider Company and get a cup of coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, speaking of of coming back, uh, Frank, we've got to have you back. Oh, definitely. As a guest. Uh, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Because I realized, just sitting wrapping up here, we didn't even talk about all of the times you've worked with Rooster Teeth. Oh, we didn't even talk talk about any of that stuff. Like, you have a rich history with Rooster Teeth. From the very Uh, first immersion, we were talking about the drive over, Mm -hmm. you and Monty were the the Uh, gangsters that beat the shit out of Gus and I (laughs) with baseball. Uh,
2: bats, and uh, did not, like you did yep. not
1: pull any punches that no. day.
2: I still, you learned your lesson. Still remember floating. that? I know.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Knocked the hell out of me.
3: Uh, and I side flying sidekick
1: Gus's ribs. Oh, very cool. <laughs> into, into the truck. <laughs> into the truck. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do for Rusev throughout uh, the years?
3: I did another ver- immersion after that. Right, uh, the, the fighting, fighting one. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then I was like, I was. In the recording booth on your Sixth Street studio, doing one of the like background voices of a red versus blue character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it ever even made it into the I final cut. You but, it did. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I think I did. I know I did something. Else. Oh, I was a background extra in um, your your guys's first feature film that Bernie laser was in. Team. Yes, laser team. Okay. Yeah, I was like a scientist. You and yeah, you've been
2: in a lot of other films too. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that, but I think also we had a character in a series that was named after you. Wasn't there a character named Frank in Panics? Yes. Yeah, I think named after you. It was named after really? you, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Bernie would have yeah. up by screaming, Frank! Frank! <laughs> which, which is ha-
1: half the joke from Men in Black when he's yelling at the dog, yeah. but half of when we would, because you and Gus go back to high school, obviously, but your history with us goes back before Rooster Teeth as well, when we would do the early Halo weekends where we would all grab our TVs and Xboxes and go spend the weekend at Bernie's house playing Halo all night long. Mm. You were in those
2: groups, and I remember Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> screaming Frank at you yeah.
1: <laughs> many, many times.
2: <laughs> but uh, you also, uh, like, like Jeff was was saying, there. You also been in many other film projects. Yeah, like you were in
1: Battle Angel, right? Oh yeah, Lolita. yeah. I was in the
3: of Battle Angel. I actually made the cut. I yeah. was amazed wow. at that. Yeah, hell yeah. You been so. in? Were you in Sin City? No, no. What else oh, were you God. in? Uh, that's pr- I think. So I was recently. You, it hasn't come out yet, but I was in the Spy Kids reboot or sequel, I guess, but The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Rob Rodriguez just filmed that last year, and I got to be one of the henchmen in that. Oh, uh, that's awesome. It was that's really so cool. cool. Uh, yeah, man, I, I totally geeked out about that, because he is such an interesting technical director, mm-hmm. and he really knows how to work with his visual effects team. Mm-hmm. Like, like We could see the visual effects composited in, in real time, almost, uh, after we do a take. Wow. Uh, so I got to see all that stuff, and that was really awesome. Because I'm, I'm also an aspiring filmmaker, and I was lear- just learning as much as I could on the set there. Uh, in between shots. That's awesome. Um, Also, though, one thing I would love to come back and talk about is, uh, like, when we were doing... Drunk gamers. Oh, uh, oh back yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, for what year
2: that. did you move to Austin? Was it like '99? Yeah,
3: it was. It was right before *Phantom Menace* came out, and um, yeah, it was <laughs> Did you go see *Phantom Menace* with us? I did. I didn't. I forget why, but I didn't go see it with y'all. I had to go later to the mm. South uh, Theater. I can't. We saw it any. at the
2: Metropolitan. Yeah, is where I think I think why I, that's where we hung out. I think
3: that's why I ended up going to see it after you guys, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but also, one of the first time when I moved there, like that first night, you all came over like a bunch of people from Telenetwork came over and someone had a bootleg copy of Phantom Menace. So I think I watched that
2: there too. We told that story on this podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, but remember the DPS showed up because we were playing it so loud? That's
3: right. Oh, I forgot about that. We were playing it so loud because, and well, the neighbors heard because we had to open the windows because our AC wasn't yeah. working for like the first week we were there in the summer in Texas. Yeah, anyway. Good memories. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, now it's uh, my favorite part of the show where we guess the name of the podcast. Um, Frank, the name of the podcast is Anma. Do you Uh, know
1: the bit here, Frank? Yes.
0: not a bit. It is what the name (laughs) of the show is. I need to be very clear. Not a bit. This is, we really don't know the name. Uh, Gus had a dream. We know it's three words.
2: Austin is not one of them. Correct. You you were very adamant on social media that you were going to get it this week. I think that we're going to get it. Charlie says a new mug. No. I mean, we're making them. Are we still making, we might be making a mug. Yes, yeah, we are still making a mug. No, no.
0: Uh, uh, Let's see. Gentleman uh, says Anma means anything. So using the acronym, uh, in. Nested. Mm-hmm. no
2: nested, mm-hmm. no.
0: Uh, okay, we know Austin is not in the name, so don't send me Austin guesses. Uh, it's Austin made, not the name. We already know that's not the name. We've been very clear about that. Dennis, who edits this podcast sometimes, says Anthony Mackie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: to make it that now. I want to make it that. <laughs> Frank, the idea that we have right now is that we're not telling anyone the name. If we guess it, we get it, but we're going to make a mug that says Anma, and then when you pour hot liquid into it, the name is revealed, and that's how we're going to learn the name. Yeah, and that's I'm how we Oh,
3: nice.
2: If
0: it says Anthony, Anthony Mackie. When we pour hot coffee into it, I'm gonna fucking flip.
2: I want to get a special one made now, just
0: to <laughs> Anthony Mackie.
2: Well, there you go.
1: What? You don't have any guesses? No, I can't. No, man.
0: <sighs> we're gonna uh, a new morning.
2: No, I think you've guessed that before. Yeah. yeah. yeah In
0: Mi Amigos.
2: No, and we said before, And oh. my answer. Mm-mm. No, shaking my head.
0: But we're gonna we're gonna and get my it. My ass.
2: I think that's been guessed before, Act too. Axe has been guessed. I don't think ass has. I think has. both have. Another
0: one, Ma. That's my guess.
1: No. And fuck. Yeah, Frank,
0: no. you have any ideas for this acronym that fucking sucks? Uh, are nematodes murdering assholes? Is, it's four words. Uh, it's
3: close,
1: though. Uh, Almost. Okay.
3: So, wait, it's not four words? Is that what you're No. Reading? Yeah, it makes three even words. less sense, It's yeah. the
1: three A words.
0: and the N are in the first word.
1: We think. Oh <laughs> wow!
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, wow. it's a lot. Anyway, and, and check out you, West Moon Chronicles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> available now. There's three episodes. Absolutely,
1: three West Moon Chronicles on Scout Comics. We will uh, have a link in the
0: description to Scout Comics where you can check it out. And issue number three, two and three are now fully
3: out. So like the whole that whole story arc is complete. Awesome. And if enough people buy it, then Scout will hire me to keep writing more in the oh, series. Please oh please! Oh please buy so. it! Yeah. Buy, buy one for everybody in your family.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I think that's it, Frank. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this week. thanks. This, this is, is so much fun. Yeah, this was like fantastic. We gotta have to have you back on because there's other stuff.
2: There's so much more. <laughs>
0: there's so much more. <laughs> I've never even heard most of those stories oh, or beginnings nice. of inklings to those stories. <laughs> it's just like on the way here. It's like oh, we gotta talk about like oh immersion stuff. We got didn't even fucking talk. About it. Yeah,
1: it, it. And we didn't talk about sub sandwiches. Yeah, we did. That's tough, as man. As was my old. thing.
0: <laughs> but we'll get to it next time, Frank. We gotta have you uh, back on oh, again no, sure, uh, for sure. Is there anywhere people can follow you? Anything you want? Want to plug other than uh a Westman Chronicle, which we'll have a link for in the description, uh, they can follow me on Instagram, I guess. Okay. Uh, Frank June Kim, like J U N K I M, got all it. one word. Cool, great. Um, eggs. any parting words, Gus, Jeff, for the people at home? Uh, uh leave them with go, uh,
1: let's go eat a sub sandwich. Where would you like to go? I it? don't know, all right. let's find out.
0: He started talking about it on the way Are here, and we don't know
1: what it is yet. I just, I just, I want to, I want to talk about the state of sub sandwiches in Austin, where the good ones are, where the bad ones are, talk about some of the ones that people the, revere that weren't very good to the, begin with. The rise and fall of Texadelphia. Fuck Texadelphia. Uh, like, that's was like great. One. I never liked Texadelphia.
3: I, you introduced me to Thundercloud subs, mm. so that was a whole thing. Mm.
1: But yeah. I took about 20 years off of Thundercloud, but I'm back.
0: Oh,
3: right. So on. i back with
1: the Vince. Go so get some Thunder Sauce. Let's do it.
0: All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.